0: Good morning. It's time to wake up, y'all. You're listening to the Armchair Quarterback Show. We're here weekdays, 8 a.m. Eastern, 7 Central to 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 Central. Available on Google Android, Apple iPhone, Facebook Live, and Periscope Twitter. Tap that Armchair Quarterback's app. Take us anywhere you go. The Armchair Quarterback Show, your first choice for Southern Sports Talk. Good morning. I'm Mac McGee, and I don't know much, but I know one thing. That Titans punter that was just working for FedEx? Good news, Memphis home office. He'll be back in time for that holiday push. You're listening to the Armchair Quarterbacks.
1: Look, if you're the Mexican Mac O'Grady, you got to figure out why I'm still shaking the ball. You know. Now what's the problem? I'm catching on the hosel, right? Yeah, right, right. Moving my head? Yeah. I'm laying it off? Well, that too. I'm pronating. When you're not supinating. I'm clearing too early. I'm clearing too late. My God, my swing feels like an unfolding lawn chair. All right, take out your change and put it in your left-hand pocket. Go on,
2: do
1: it, Roy. Tie your left shoe in a double knot. Turn your hat around backwards. Turn your hat around. Do it, Roy. Now take this tee and stick it behind your left ear. I look like a fool. What the hell do you think you look like shooting them chili peppers up Lee Jansen's ass? Well, what next?
0: I should recommend that you work on your short game, but I think you ought to get drunk. Get drunk? You always play better when you're wasted.
1: Used to the finely tuned athlete on the verge of greatness.
3: Armchair
0: Community Access Channel. He's the armchair quarterback. He's full of beard, he's full of snacks. The all-American man. He in his head. Hey, howdy, hat! Top of the morning to you. Welcome to the Armchair Quarterback Radio Show. I'm Mac McGee sitting alongside Mr. Tony Agallini. Tony, how the hell are you this morning, sir?
4: I could not possibly be better. How are you?
0: I'm pretty good. Uh are you going to be able to watch most of this masters, uh, somehow in, in your, uh, work day? <laughs>
4: <laughs> uh, I'll probably watch a pretty good amount of, it. and actually it's nice. It's live now since they're trying to finish up, uh, the first round. So you don't even have to go to the, uh, to the app to do so, but it's funny. So I work in the insurance world and uh, you know, with that storm storm. Um, as as measly as it was, you you can't really write anything anyway. So yesterday was kind of a good day to to catch up on some golf.
0: Yeah, uh, what were your thoughts of what was essentially the first round? I know we still have some folks that that are trying to wind it out, probably over the next couple hours.
4: Yeah, I think, um, you know, the the weather delay first thing yesterday morning for about two to three hours uh, kind of put everybody behind as far as time goes. And obviously you've got shorter days and they're even – shorter up there than they are uh, down here but um I, I think uh the afternoon groups were were lighting it up um you know the the greens um the greens are always the main equalizer at augusta because it's not an overly tight course um you know the rough's not overly um thick you know you're you're not in the jungle if you if you miss a fairway uh, but the greens being soft, and with all the rain and, and whatnot, and the time of year, they're pretty receptive. So you're seeing some iron shots hit close, and you're seeing um, some uh, some pit shots, uh, you know, take one bounce and just hit the skids. So um, Justin Thomas was on his way to an all-world round yesterday, and, and if he can continue, he might uh, the course record might uh, be in jeopardy. Um, today uh, he was five under after nine holes yesterday, but um, or ten holes. But I'm also um, keeping. You know, we'll it see what happens. Out. Paul Casey. Paul Casey's in the lead, and uh, he's he's been a very consistent player um at, at almost every major. So we'll, we'll see what's what your thoughts on there. Matt but Wolf? I think some guys will go low. What's that?
0: What's your thoughts on Matt Wolf? I I think he's got a decent shot.
4: He's. It's funny, you know, He's he, he gets attention because of kind of his, uh, his goofy swing, but he's had it since he was a kid, so he's kind of used to it. I guess it helps him. He said it helps him open up his hips, but um, he's a great player. He was in that um, fundraiser tournament during COVID at, at Seminole with Rory and uh, um, Dustin Johnson and, and Justin Thomas. Did and I
0: hear right this morning he's a top 15 player in the world? Is that correct?
4: He, I mean... I wouldn't think so, but he's, um, he might be top, he's, I'm sure he's probably top 15 uh, FedEx. There's three guys, it's like Wolf, it's um, Victor Hovland, okay. and um, the, the, the kid that won the US Open, his name uh, escapes me, but they all kind of came out of college at the same time, and they're all ridiculously good. Um, obviously, you're good if you make the PGA Tour, but these guys have a ton of potential. Um, but yeah, Wolf's a fun watch, um, hits, hits the ball pretty far, and he's really, really accurate with his iron. So. He, he's a guy that'll be around like 10 years from now. He's going to have a, a few majors then, I think
0: someone referred to him as, as a top 15 player because they were, they were, uh, what is his name? The bald guy that likes to tell everyone how bald he is. Um, the guy that does ESPN at night, I can't, Oh, Van Pelt, him. Van Pelt. And he was razzing one of the ESPN experts this morning because the guy was talking about Matt Wolf being a uh, his dark horse. He said, "Well, dark horse, but you're talking about a top 15 player." I could have swore he yeah. said in the I world, mean, I, but like I said, I, I was catching it uh, as I was coming and going. He
4: is, he is, he is really, really good. I mean, he's like I said, don't let the swing fool you. It's, it's everybody's got a robotic swing nowadays, just about it, except for like maybe you know 10 people. And his is certainly different. He's got a little Jim Furyk to it. Um, but yeah, I know he's a, he's a stud. I, I wouldn't be too shocked if he's, if he's the winner on Sunday, I wouldn't be totally floored. Like he's, he's really good.
0: Look, looking at the, uh, masters leaderboard right now. Uh, by the way, for telly, who the hell is he? He's six <laughs> under.
4: Yeah. Is he's, it, he's it, not a guy I've really is heard he a whole an lot amateur?
0: about. He, he's got an asterisk by his Silver. name.
4: Yeah, I don't. I, I guess maybe he's an international guy. He's not an amateur, but okay. I, he's uh, he's not somebody I've heard of a whole lot. That's for sure. He would be a little bit like a like a Charles Schwartzel popping up and winning like a twenty twelve.
0: Okay, because I thought when I thought when you saw a, an asterisk, it meant that they were. Oh a- uh, no, no, no,
4: the, the asterisks if they teed off on ten instead of uh, instead of one, which is which is another different oh. thing this year yeah okay. it's another different thing this I'm used to the way ever, the
0: US Open does when they put an asterisk on there it means it's an amateur and then when they do the big board then there's an A next to it
4: okay <laughs> yeah the, the the low amateur from last year is a Georgia Tech kid he's the one that's playing with Tiger um, and uh, Sean and uh, Lowry who won the British last year um, there's a uh, there's a lot more amateurs in uh the other majors than there are um at the masters there's only a few i think you've got the one from basically each continent i think is how they do it
0: so you've got what i'm looking at here it looks like it's about 30 40 golfers that have not finished and most of them got about halfway through is what it looks like uh yeah it's
4: about yeah about half the field didn't didn't finish because you know half the field started in the afternoon they like i said they're they're doing you know they're trying to get everything in with limited daylight so the masters never tees off from the first and the tenth it's always just from the first hole um on on thursday and friday and this year they're trying to get everybody out which is kind of good for the viewers you don't have to wait two hours for everybody to get to you know amen corner and all the drama that happens there uh in a round of golfs and it it makes for good tv like it's not like they're searching for shots to show there's somebody taking a shot um you know every second of every day and I, i think honestly the This year, really, uh, I think the move to November has really helped the Masters. They're doing all kinds of stuff TV-wise that they haven't done in previous years, and that's been one of people's biggest complaints through the years about the Masters.
0: One thing I was surprised by, uh, because I don't remember this happening before, correct me if I'm wrong, being able to watch the Masters before – now, I'm not talking about today because obviously it's a little quirky because of the weather delay, but being able to watch the Masters yesterday before the original uh, quote-unquote – television broadcast at at one o'clock, uh, being able to watch, I watched the masters or had it on. Um, and you could go to amen corner, uh, I think holes four, five, and six. I want to say there's one that's like the last three holes or somewhere in that range. Uh, and then they had one, one, uh, view that was a, uh, they were following tiger woods. And of course one of the people watching yesterday made the crack that, you know, well, that I thought that's what ESPN was. The Tiger Woods <laughs> channel. I want to. I want right. to catch something else, right? But it was cool yeah. that you could see it, and it's also cool that to me that because of the time change, they're starting it at one and not three, so you're getting one to five thirty, not three to seven thirty, which I think will benefit quite a bit, especially mm-hmm. tomorrow's viewing. Now, it might hurt them a little bit in the NFL viewing, but in tomorrow's viewing specifically with all those SEC games that have been eliminated, uh, you to me, I'm looking at the schedule. We'll get into it here on the other side of the break, but I'm looking at most of the college football games of, of my interest are after the Masters ends. So I'm going to more be focused on the Masters tomorrow than I will college football. And I never thought I'd say that, but also didn't know we'd have you know, so many SEC games eliminated. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted to see the Ohio State game. I was I had a lot of intrigue in that, and so now the Masters can just take full full force. And uh, the fact that that hurricane came in though, and came through, wetted the grounds. It's going to be like that again today. Damp. The big hitters are going to have an advantage because they can just go for the gusto, right? That the that the ball's sticking. From my understanding, the weather tomorrow is supposed to dry up quite a bit, mm-hmm. and I think moving day will be the day that you'll they'll kind of separate the men from you know from the boys, so to speak, because yeah. they are planning on or expecting some rain Sunday morning. So you could get another day. So this might want to be be the all time high on the Masters. Scores. I don't even know what the high is. I think I would think that one tiger score years ago, where he ran away from the field, was that twenty years ago, whatever it was, would have to be up there. But do you expect super uh, high scores or or you know low scores, however you want to word it? But uh, yeah, I, I, or do I you think, think it's um, going to come I, back to the pack today?
4: I think you're right about tomorrow. I think tomorrow is kind of the day, maybe where the, the course bites back a little bit. Like I said, it's, it's all about the greens. It's, um, you know, if they're still super receptive and, and not overly slick like they usually are as I watch Rory yank one into the woods. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I think that's going to be maybe the day, but th- it is, I think it's just the, the time of the year. It's these conditions that I think you are going to see a kind of some low scores at the Masters. And then when they when they go back in April, um, I think you're going to see the, uh, the Roy, Rory retees. Um, I think you'll see the, um, you know, the usual masters with the usual greens and and you know having the uh, the, the other thing too. If you miss a green, um, a lot of these greens are elevated and and they kind of slope off. So um, you'll see these balls uh, kind of fall down, and all of a sudden you've got like a you know forty yard pitch shot instead of you know just you know another short chip shot like you have this year. Um, you're not getting as much roll. And then where guys like Justin Thomas and DeChambeau and Rory, if he hits fairways and and guys like that, where they have an advantage in this tournament is, you know, they carry the ball so far. They're not necessarily depending on how far the ball rolls once it lands. And I think that's a, that's a big advantage for, for a lot of those guys. Patrick Reed's another guy that hits it far, but he hits it pretty low. And, um, you know, if there is a guy that can get some roll out of these fairways um, it's it's him. So I I do think you're right. I think Saturday is going to be the day where you'll see the most masters like conditions uh, of all four days this weekend
0: looking at some of the people that are playing today, one of the names that jumps out at me just because it's to me, it's a somewhat of a household name is Adam Scott four under, mm-hmm. uh, I haven't heard from him in a while. As far as in the big ones, Brooks kepka has got to get it together, man. He's two over. And that is, uh, where was bubble Watson? At? He, he was somewhere in, the, in that, in that neighborhood too. Uh, I, I gotta, find yeah, he had
4: on. a, he had a bad, I think double bogey on 18 yesterday. And, and he played the, the back nine first. So he's I think finishing up, uh, today, but, um, you know these the guys that have won and the guys that have played here a bunch. This is one of those courses. It's not like it changes every year, so um, you know they've got a big advantage. There was a pretty cool feature that Golf Channel did the other day on on Tiger and, and the twelfth hole that part three, where you know he's he's played a million rounds there, and um, I think Nicholas by the time his career was over played played that hole 180 something times in competition, and you know you've played it that much, you know exactly what the wind's going to do and how the ball reacts there. And, Uh, this is one of those tournaments where all the experienced guys have a, have a big time advantage. And then you have guys like, like you mentioned, Matthew Wolf, who, uh, you know, hasn't, if he, if he's played here at all before, it's maybe once or or maybe even twice, but, um, maybe they just don't know any better. (laughs) They just go attack it, you know, um, kind of like the, the underdog young guys at the NSA tournament that don't know enough to be nervous kind of thing. So, um. But yeah, there's you'll you'll see some familiar names on here. Some some guys maybe haven't heard from, that they'll they'll play Augusta well. Uh, Bernard is like you know 104 years old, and and but he's consistent and, and he's on the leaderboard uh, too. And every now and then you'll see Fred Couples do the same thing. Although I don't think that's the case this year. Uh, but uh, it's it's gonna be a fun you know fun next couple couple days. Uh, I picked Rory, and uh, that's not looking exactly that hot right now. But if he can be within. You know, six strokes going in the last couple of days, he still has a shot. And they're only taking the top fifty. That's not a true uh cut it in half kind of cut this year. Oh, but I didn't it's know top,
0: that. Okay. Yeah, top
4: fifty top fifty plus ties. Um, so they are really trying to limit the field, like, you know, with the limited daylight and all that kind of stuff.
0: Kepka just blew another birdie, so he's uh I've got a I got skin in that game. I I took Kepka to beat Watson for the entire tournament so I've been keeping an eye on that I took that and uh what was the other one I took uh which I haven't seen where he's at right today um, he, well, he finished yesterday. Yeah, he was two, two under, so yeah. he won't he won't start till later on right. today. So he's two under, and he's going up against in in my world Dustin Johnson. I think Dustin yeah. Johnson had a couple of strokes on him.
4: I'll, yeah. I'll say this about DeChambeau: he really didn't play all that well yesterday. He was still two under. I mean he he made a hot mess out of thirteen. Um, that was a disaster. I think
0: he's got to have a huge day today because I think he's one that could struggle on Saturday. But if mm. he can have a good day today and just be okay on Saturday. He, with them, they're expecting light rain Sunday morning, which could play into his favor. Because I mean, he's, he's still rocking the ball all over the place. He's, mm-hmm. he's still a lot of fun to watch. Uh, right. Just find a few more
4: fairways and he'll be, he'll be right. good
0: to go. Let's take a quick 90 second break. When we come back, we're going to go into college football as the Florida Gators host Arkansas, one of our few SEC games we actually get to see this week. We'll be back in a flash on the armchair quarterbacks
1: we live in a world now that welcomes and nurtures the screwball in all of us hey it's a new decade people time to get a little nutty treat yourself to screwball peanut butter whiskey a smooth flavor that combines two of america's favorites peanut butter and american whiskey so no more social awkwardness time to embrace who you truly are get out there and make friends and be sure it starts with screwball peanut butter whiskey it's available nearly everywhere learn more at screwballwhiskey.com infinium spirits Please enjoy responsibly.
3: You're listening to the Armchair Quarterbacks on CBS Sports Radio.
1: You got to fight
4: for your right. To walk.
1: That? That's the sound of Nyquil Severe hard at work. Nyquil Severe is the best sleep with a cold medicine. No tossing and turning, just rest and recovery. So you're ready to take on tomorrow. For powerful relief of your worst cold and flu symptoms, try NyQuil Severe. The nighttime sniffling, sneezing, coughing, aching, stuffy head, best sleep <laughs> with a cold? Medicine. Use as directed. Keep out of reach of children. There's
3: nothing you can do, nothing you can say, nothing you can throw our way. It's Friday. We've been rubber, stamping, paper, flipping,
1: sorting, facts, and it's time to let the good times roll.
0: Happy Friday! Happy Masters Friday! in November, we may never see this again. And I hope not. I hope there's no, no something else terrible that happens. We don't. Think the great thing is we get the Masters twice in about what five months. So we will get it again here in uh, April. So that'll be a lot of fun. Uh, it'll. It's going to end the the season for a lot of people's minds, and it's going to begin the season for a lot of people's minds. Uh, it was devastating news when we found out we weren't going to get it the first time and uh i still really wish they would have found a way to get the tpc in tony um either fought through that weekend or rescheduled it somehow because it sucks not having a tpc um hopefully that goes off without a hitch next year um it's, they're probably going to be hampered a little bit because they're earlier than what they have been, right? They'll be in March as opposed to when, when they were in May. So, But ho- hopefully that vaccine that's supposed to be coming out at the end of this month, early next month, will be roaring and ready to go. Um, college football, though. We'll switch gears a little bit because I can see here and talk about the Masters all, all morning long. Uh, college football this weekend. Now, by the way, we do have a... We do have a ranked team playing tonight in uh, Cincinnati. They're going to be playing Eastern Carolina. I don't expect that to be very close. But for you Gator fans out there, or anyone who's a fan of anyone ranked in the uh, top 10 that want a chance at at, uh, getting to the playoffs, you need teams like Cincinnati to get the hell out of your way. Because an undefeated Cincinnati team is going to start making noise about we should be in there, we should be in there, them and BYU. And no matter what you think of their scheduled slate, you 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 have a bad loss here and there. It it looks worse than a team like Cincinnati's been blowing everybody out. That's the thing mm-hmm. about Cincinnati. It's not like they're oh they're six 0 but what about that field goal that they had to hit at the end and all they're just blowing everybody out. So they continue to do that in a pretty respectable conference. They might be that as uh, your boy Brando always says, the fly in the ointment right
4: Yeah, <laughs> uh cincinnati east carolina tonight and then um i think cincinnati goes down to ucf next uh next saturday so kind of the opposite of the rest of the country where you know a lot of people have started rooting against ucf in the last couple of years um i think uh, a lot of will be a lot of fans of a lot of teams that uh, are on ucf side next weekend as they host cincinnati
0: What's surprising is the game you would, I would have thought when the season first started for the Big Ten that would have been the game, the game tonight is Iowa at Minnesota. Uh, that's seven o'clock tonight. I'm, that's the game I'm actually planning on watching. I don't really expect Cincinnati to be worth a damn, so I'm pulling for, uh, just a good game between Iowa and Minnesota. Uh, but then we, but then we switch gears to the, um, Saturday action, and we get more into a lot of these games on on the Saturday morning wake up show. But uh, the Florida Arkansas game Arkansas comes in three and three, but they got the COVID issues with their coaching staff. Uh, Florida, the last time I saw, I don't have it pulled up right now, but it was seventeen point uh, spread going into last night. What are your thoughts on on that and the, and just the game in general?
4: Yeah. And real, real quick back to Cincinnati, I was curious to see what their schedule would have been without COVID. The only real difference is um, they would have played at Nebraska. The the rest of their other three out of conference games were winnable automatically. So they'd probably un- be undefeated right now with her. Yeah. Cause Nebraska looks code. terrible. Yeah, exactly. So um, Nebraska Penn state, I think is this weekend, two teams that you could <laughs> give toilet a toilet bowl. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But um, yeah, for the Gator game, uh, it, obviously excited to have a, an actual game uh, this, this week. And, uh, you know I'm, I'm still kind of on a high from from the, the big win over Georgia uh, on Saturday so um, hopefully the team's moved on we, we don't typically look all that great the week after Georgia after a, after a win over Georgia um, and, and when you lose to him you don't want to lose to him twice but I think uh, having Felipe Franks uh, on the other sideline I think is uh, immediate reason for our guys to be focused and uh, I, I think we'll um, I think we'll play pretty well tomorrow. The, the one thing it's, it's a different style of defense against Arkansas than you do against Georgia against Georgia. Like we talked about Florida pretty much um, put more guys in the box. Uh, they were a little bit willing to let Georgia get behind them because um, they knew that Bennett and uh, Mathis, none of those quarterbacks could hit these receivers really. And and we probably got lucky on a couple plays too. Um, but with uh, Arkansas, you kind of let them dink in and dunk it. And um uh, play a little bend but don't break just don't let Felipe Franks hit some guy behind the two safeties Um, because he's a guy that can actually get the ball downfield with some accuracy Um, and then you try and force him into making a you know kind of a typical Felipe Franks bonehead mistake like he almost did last week against Tennessee
0: I know you only got a few more minutes so I'll put the ball in your court what other games are you excited about tomorrow
4: um, must might be coaching for his job tomorrow against uh Ole Miss. Uh, I know it's tough to, it's tough to fire these coaches with COVID and big buyouts and stuff. There seem to be a lot of uh rumors and stuff going around last Sunday. Um, it's gonna get more expensive to hire Hugh Freeze. He just signed an extension, which means nothing other than the fact that the next school that hires him just has to pay probably twice as much uh, as what they were paying uh before. I think, um, Wisconsin, Michigan, I think, is Saturday. Um, you know, is, is Wisconsin for real? They haven't played in forever. How much rust are they going to have? And then, I'm,
0: I'm a little surprised that yeah. Wisconsin's only a five point favor in that game though, because what we did see in Wisconsin, they looked impressive. Mm-hmm. Michigan has not looked impressive. I get it that it's at Michigan, but governor Whitmer has that thing on lockdown. So it's not like you're right. going to have a fan base. You're just playing on a different yeah. uh, field of grass. I'm just – and it's not like you're going to get Wisconsin all bugged out because it might be cold out, so I'm I'm a little surprised that that – and I almost feel like – it almost feels like they're trying to trick me, but I, I'm a little surprised that that line is as low as it is.
4: I think – isn't it – Wisconsin's down to like their third or fourth uh, quarterback, I think. I know, I, think maybe,
0: I feel like that – yeah, they, they I, to to that. I believe it's their third-string quarterback. I feel like Wisconsin's just going to bully him and just yeah. mash them. Um. I mean that is a fair point, but I've never been that enamored by the passing game of Wisconsin since Russell Wilson. Yeah, that's that was about it. And, and how yeah. the hell they didn't win that year? Because that that's always been the one thing they've always lacked as a quarterback. And right. they got one. They, they got a quarterback one year and didn't do a damn thing with them. Um, but Wisconsin, they'll they'll shoot themselves in the foot. But I don't think it'll be against Michigan.
4: Yeah. I mean, honestly, that's, that's about the only game, Miami, Virginia tech, Virginia tech, obviously just lost to Liberty, but um, you know, each week's a little bit different and uh, you know, it's uh, it's a big game for Miami. If they can, you know, somehow just keep that one loss and and keep winning out and and wait for somebody else to fall, they might end up in that uh, ACC championship game. Eventually they they wouldn't be my pick, but uh, um, you know, it's, they I still think they're the worst. You know, whatever in one team in the country, but uh, they they kind of keep surviving every week. They, I think I they'll be tough. Waiting to, for them to lose. To last get week. in
0: there because they lost to Clemson. Yeah, so, they, they don't have a
4: tiebreaker with Clemson.
0: Right. So they need another loss by Clemson before they ever meet in the ACC. Right. You know, before they get to the ACC title game. The only team in the ACC that left on their schedule that can beat them. Is Notre Dame in the ACC championship game? I just don't think Clemson, Florida State, by the way, I've had some people t- chime in. Florida State is not even going to compete in that game. That game is going to be an absolute just dumpster fire. Because I'm diehard, I, I will have it on, but I have no intentions of thinking, oh, hey, we've, this happens, we could pull another North Carolina. North Carolina is not Clemson. Breaking news. So I, um, we'll get more we'll probably talk a hell of a lot of golf tomorrow morning <laughs> on the show too because I'm more excited about the masters on Saturday than I am anything else and that includes Florida State's terrible football game uh against uh they're a double digit dog to North Carolina State wow
4: it's uh, and you know NC State's gotten them you know over the years back when you know it was a motto versus Bowden and and in some of those games I, I think you know I watched NC State in Miami and I was I was sitting there, you know, NC State had the lead. I was sitting there watching, waiting for them to blow the game. And, and sure enough, they, they kind of did. And, and somehow, I guess they remember that they're NC State. I, I don't know. But I, I don't think uh, – That quarterback
0: you know, the, looked the, pretty good to me, though. The- yeah, the- yeah.
4: He's, he's good. I think, um, you know, FSU with the, with the deflections, I think it's just part of the – you know, short term it stinks, but I think long term you gotta have buy-in with this new coach and oh yeah, see you know, the thing Some is, of these guys that have been through the ringer, I think they're just ready to haul ass.
0: These FSU fans that are ready to fire Norvell, like, dude, you can't do this every time. You cannot do first of all, right. I don't I don't even count this season for any one first year coach. I get it if they fire Must Champ because he's been there so long, he had time to implement everything, right? Someone who's been there two or three, four, five plus years, okay, fair enough. If you if you want to kick kick them to the curb, but it's going to be difficult for any school to do anything mm-hmm. like that when you consider that you're not making the money coming into the institution from from gate receipts alone. Right. So it, for people people are unrealistic to think that they're going to start firing coaches left and right. I think you'll right. see a few, but it wouldn't shock me if Harbaugh gets a gets a. Uh, he'll he'll be what they'll call lame duck coach because they'll have only one year in his contract but they may look at it as hey there may not be someone that we think that can come here and turn this thing around so we're gonna kick we're, we're gonna just kick the can down the road and give him one last year and if you if he if he does a miracle fine' But if not, we'll start a coaching search today. We just won't pull the trigger till sometime in November of twenty twenty
4: one. You know, for Harbaugh, you either we can get into this tomorrow too. You know, with Harbaugh, you either wait for him to take an NFL job. Um, there's a, I think it's is Detroit that's owned by a by a big time Michigan alum that's like enamored with Harbaugh. I don't know if it's him or, or one of the one of the, the teams lions. Teams well, area. the
0: Lions uh, are owned by the Ford family. Have been for years. It's not the lions, yeah, it's um, somebody else. They, but yeah, so, Somebody in that area is like, but, own, but I don't know where any of them went to, to college And Michigan's a top 10, uh, public university in the country. So it, it wouldn't shock me if, I mean, I would think the Ford family, you'd be going to Ivy league or something, but hell, maybe they do have a Yeah, Michigan It's right. not Yeah,
4: It's not Detroit. I forget who it is, but uh, I think the hope of Michigan is if they're not going to keep him, that he takes an NFL job. They don't have to pay him this big buyout. And then you know, for Muschamp, I think it's even bigger than him. I think uh, Tanner's days are done as the old baseball coach. I think his days are done as athletic director. A lot of their, other than women's basketball, all of their other athletic programs, um, well, men's too, I guess, because they were in the Final Four a few years ago. But baseball's gone in the tank, football's gone in the tank, and and Tanner's not has not been a good AD at all. So I think it's bigger than him, bigger than just Champ at, at South Carolina. And if they're going to overall the athletic department, then um maybe this is the time to do it but uh yeah it's gonna be a weird weekend not a lot of sec games uh you know kentucky will play and um you know i mentioned south carolina and Ole miss and that should be a fun game i mean Ole Miss should put up about 700 yards against south carolina and uh, you know muschamp will try and uh, play three yards in a cloud of dust and, and probably they're gonna get fail. blown
0: out i think yeah. <laughs> i don't see him hanging in uh what, what's your walk off for the day sir
4: and just sit around and enjoy some golf. And, uh, yeah, it's a it's a weird weekend, college football and the the Masters. Who would have ever thought it? But we've, we've seen just about everything uh, here in 2020. So it'll be a lot of fun. Like I said, I'm curious to see if McElroy can make a run. The other guy I almost picked would have been Patrick Reed. He's, uh, I think, he's in the top 10 right now. And, um, you know, it'd be funny if he won. 99% of the population doesn't really like him either. And um, having him as a two-time Masters champion would, would be, if you're rooting for comedy, that would be a – that would be a good one. Somehow he won the Masters and never appears in any of the Masters intros. Uh, so it's pretty <laughs> pretty funny to me. But, uh, yeah, it'll be fun, and I'll be back. Uh, we'll, we'll chat up some college football and some golf tomorrow morning at uh, 8 o'clock.
0: My walk-off for you is the one thing that went happened yesterday that no one's paying attention to. Freddie Freeman got his uh, yeah. MVP finally. So. Good stuff. I was, I was glad really? to see that. I always feel like there's going to be an asterisk on all these awards <laughs> this year because it's like, okay, 60 yeah. games. You know they did 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 you not find it ironic that both of the Cy Young Award winners came from the state of Ohio and right. oh and oh by the way they played in they so those two because of the the COVID and the scheduling those two pitched against the worst bat- batting lineups you could find in Major League Baseball they went up against the Tigers and the and the Royals and the and the Pirates both yep. sides of the ledger and I'm like. What does Trevor Bauer do if if he has to go into Yankee right. Stadium this year,
4: right? So I, 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 Yeah, so, somehow Freeman beat out Darren Day for MVP. So I'm not Just not barely, sure just happened, barely. Yeah. Him A and Vader
0: him and Bader were on the armchair ballot and we, uh, you know, right. you, you know, you're know, trying to push the envelope there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, man, I'll see you tomorrow. Right. Take it easy. All right, brother. Good talking to you. Uh, we're yep. going to be back in a flash here on the armchair quarterbacks. When we come back, we are going to talk about some college football spreads some NFL spreads. And I'll tell you what happened to the Titans getting their butts kicked last night. Wasn't as bad as it looked, but it's still concerning. If you are a Titans fan, we'll be back in a flash here. On the Armchair Quarterbacks, keep it locked in here to CBS Sports Radio.
3: You make sure they remember
1: forever the night they played the
3: Titans. It's supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Even though the- you're listening to the Armchair Quarterbacks on CBS Sports Radio, we're here weekdays, drive times, your first choice for sports talk here on the first coast.
0: Top Gun Supply stocks a wide range of firearms. So stop on by at Top Gun Supply at 525 State Road 16 in St. Augustine. Top Gun Supply is open 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Monday through Saturday. Top Gun Supply,
1: the friendly gun shop. Well, it's all right. around in the we live in a world now that welcomes and nurtures the screwball in all of us. Hey, it's a new decade, people. Time to get a little nutty. Treat yourself to Screwball Peanut Butter Whiskey, a smooth flavor that combines two of America's favorites, peanut butter and American whiskey. So no more social awkwardness. Time to embrace who you truly are. Get out there and make friends. And be sure it starts with Screwball Peanut Butter Whiskey. It's available nearly everywhere. Learn more at screwballwhiskey.com. Infinium Spirits. Please enjoy responsibly. What do we do? This has got way too complicated. I've got it. Here's what's going down. Corey, you talk to your team, you guys are gonna decline that holding call. Done. Y'all wait, but then Hold on. Sean, once we break this huddle, you're gonna get out there and do some crazy celebration. I'm talking some humpies. Whatever you gotta do, you do it. Okay, I got you. I'm gonna call unsportsmanlike conduct on the celebration, giving the whites better field position after the kickoff. Coach, I need you to talk to your team about letting them run that kickoff back. Why would I do that? Think about it. Defense, special teams, it's all one. You let them run that kickback, both your defenses get six points. Nice. Okay, everyone, good here? Yeah. yeah. Nope. Once again, my kicker is getting no love. Oh, shut up, Bill! Your team is in first place. Plus, you're about to get extra point for the PAT. Yeah, don't be greedy, Bill. Stop being greedy, Bill. Bill. Fine. Bill. Yeah, Bill. Is that fine? Bill. 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 Oh. Yeah, Bill. Thank you, Bill. All right. Let's do this. Get out there. Wait a minute.
2: Uh, Trayson comes in with a very delayed celebration here. Oh wow! I'm pretty sure that's gonna be a. Yeah, there it is.
1: Another sure. armchair. <laughs> radio, you get a whole
0: lot of something with Farmer's Policy Perks. So much, I'm going to have to speed things up. You can get the Farmer's Signal app, and that could get you up to 15% off your auto policy. That's just for using the app and driving like the normal speed-limited hearing, full-stop-making, lane-change-signaling human being you are. Get a whole lot of something with Farmer's Policy Perks. Start with a quote by calling 1-800-FARMERS.
4: We are farmers. bum, 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 bum. Lasted how long?
1: Nine years. 180 episodes. You gave it up, right? I didn't. Sir. They didn't cancel you you cancel them. You're not aware of this? No, I'm I'm asking you. You think
0: I got canceled? Are you under the impression that I I got canceled? I
1: hurt you, Jerry? I thought that was
0: pretty well documented. Is this still CNN?
1: I was the number one show on television, Larry. Do you know who I am? (laughs) Jewish guy, Brooklyn. (laughs) Yes. Okay.
0: 75 (laughs) million viewers last episode.
4: Don't Don't take it so bad.
2: Well, that's that's the big difference between being canceled and being number one. Okay, I'm sorry.
4: <laughs> we'll be right back.
1: Jeez. And the judge said, son, I know you've had your fun, but I better not catch
2: you having it anymore. Can't you hear me calling? Can't
4: you feel me calling?
0: Welcome back here to the Armchair the Quarterbacks. As we are. Can't you hear me calling? Day one officially is winding down, but we're into day two of the masters As uh, they'll continue to play throughout this morning. They'll take a little break and then they will go back onto ESPN at 1 PM Eastern. So if you don't have the plus and all that, uh, you'll be able to watch the masters this morning with your breakfast and they'll probably take a little break for about an hour or two at the most, because I don't think these, these guys are going to get done before around 10, 1030 Eastern at the earliest is what I would think they would be done by. Um, I think it's probably going to more bleed into closer to 11. So there won't be much of a break for people who don't have the uh, the app. If you, if you do have their app, by the way, um, by the way, you can probably sign up for a free trial and then kill it after this week. But uh, it's like five or six bucks a month, whatever it is, um, you get... The it's three different follows at three, three, uh, packs of holes. So it's like holes four five and six amen corner. And I believe the last ones, I think it might be 16, 17 and 18, but something tells me it's before that. So, um, and then they, and then this afternoon they will pick a, a group to follow as well. So, uh, right now, quick, look at the leaderboard, by the way, Matt Carr is on the way here in just a few minutes where we've got a lot to talk about, a uh, lot to talk about with Matt Carr, but um, I won't spoil that. We're going to have some fun in the uh, next hour. Uh, quick look at the leaderboard. We all know Paul Casey is leading. And if you looked at the, at the lead early in yet the leaders early, you, you know who they are, but the ones that are playing are the ones I'm going to skip to uh, Dylan Fratelli is six under one back of Casey. Now he is through 13. Justin Thomas is five under through 14. It's funny. We were talking about Thomas having a chance to break an all-time record. Hell, it could be for telly. He's actually behind Thomas and holes and ahead of him in the, in the, uh, in the lead. So we keep an eye on that. Uh, Son Eam is uh, through five, i excuse me, through 12, minus five, so he's only two off the pace. Other guys that are out there playing that are within fighting distance, uh, Dustin Johnson is four under, Adam Scott, Berland Langer, and Justin Rose are all four under, and they all respectively have finished somewhere between the 12th and 14th hole, so... Definitely keeping an eye on on that group there. And then just below that, all these guys are in fighting distance. Uh, Matt Wolf, we talked about him. He bogeyed a couple of holes ago. He was four under. He's now dropped back down to three under. He has two more uh, holes to go. He's through 16, as is Augenstein. Uh, He is through 16. Abram Anser is through 15. Cameron Smith and... Christian Busenhout, I believe it is, how, is how he pronounces it. They are all three under, so they are all right there. And some of the guys that uh, have have a little ways to go this morning, um, you've got about seven or eight guys that are only through 12 holes. And Eam, Justin Rose, and Cameron Champ are all below par in that group. You've got several guys that are through 14 and Justin Thomas, Adam Scott, and Colin Marikawa are all in that group. All of them were within five strokes of the lead. Brooks Kepka is only through 14, but man, he's, he, he's got to get together. He is two over for the tournament. And uh trying to find Bubba Watson because I lost him. He there he is. He's one over. He has two more holes to go. So I have no idea at this point what the cutoff would be. I'm gonna pull up and see where we're at. Tony is saying that it's they're only gonna take the top fifty. So if we're taking the top fifty, including ties right now, I mean we're talking about people who are shooting around even. But we've got a whole day of golf to go. So I can't really put that into perspective right now because someone might go out there in these first few holes. So, you know, for instance, like a Kepka, I could see him going out kind of muddling around these first few holes. He goes in, takes a break, wakes up, gets rolling and drops a minus five on someone. And he's right back in, in, in the conversation. Conversely, Paul Casey could go out there and lay an egg. Uh, that's what I love about the Masters. You just never know. And whether or not it looks like it's playing pretty similar, but whether or not the greens because I believe a little more rain came through, so it could be a situation where the driving's fine. The you know going aggressive is fine. By the way, Justin Rose just went to five under with a birdie through thirteen. But what is the putting gonna be like? Because sometimes when these greens, when they're too wet. It's hard to gauge how much oomph you got to put behind your putt. And I just looked at one. Who is that? Is that Freddie Couples? No, that's not Freddie Couples. Uh, I don't know who that was, but he's in the group with Couples. Um, there was an an up and over, and he did not put enough run on it, and it got stuck just over the hill. Normally on the Masters, when you go over the hill like that, the momentum and how slick it is! We'll take we'll take the uh, the putt closer to the hole, on what we just saw. But right there is a firm example. By the way, Dustin Johnson's going for birdie. Uh, for my little side bet, I hope to hell he starts hitting the the skids. He'd hey, hey, say it, Dustin, but uh, I don't want you to do terribly. But I want you to do less than uh, Deshambeau I think is who I have you up against. Yeah, that's who it is. Um, but Dustin Johnson so far is playing really good. I didn't put much on it, so it's not that big a deal. But uh, it gives me something fun to pull for for the weekend. I hope at least one of these groups makes it to the cut, so I don't end up going ah nerds. And then you got to find something else to bet on. Um, looking at college football spreads, NFL spreads, as we'll continue to update you through the uh, the show uh, on, on the masters, um, a couple of games jumped out at me and I'm gonna go ahead and throw them out. You the first throw them at you. Excuse me. The first one, I think Virginia tech's going to be- beat Miami. I know they lost last week and I know that that is a tough loss to bear when you lose to a team like Liberty, not that Liberty is a bad football program. They're a good football program, but they don't have the power five, uh, cachet, right? So you lose a game like that. Were they looking ahead to Miami? Probably not because Liberty is undefeated and they went into Blacksburg six and zero, I believe at the time, uh, ranked 25th in the country. So I, I seriously doubt they overlooked them, but it was a very good game but Miami has not impressed me much and going on the road, the 12 o'clock kickoff. This is the typical type of game that the Miami hurricanes lose. So I'm leaning to that game quite a bit. I'll do my six pack tomorrow, but these are the games that I like at this point. Justin's not with us today. He had uh, family and friends uh, get together last night for the Titans game And essentially him and his wife took the last two days off, uh, to kind of hang out with family and friends, so to speak. And so that's why he's not with us today. Y'all, you know, he's fine. Uh, before you worry or anything, this was pre scheduled for a while here. And so with him not being on, I'm not going to worry about doing my six pack. So to speak, I'm just going to throw games at you that I like and games that I don't like maybe, um, other game jumped out at me. We get Indiana and Michigan state. I know they're giving up a seven and a half points, but I'm leaning towards taking that because Michigan state has not looked that impressive. I get that. They beat Michigan. What the hell has Michigan done to make us think that they're any good? This is a game at noon that I have a lot of interest in. I still think Penn state is a much better football program than Nebraska. And the fact that they're only a three point spread, I really like Penn State in that game. I'm probably leaning towards Rutgers minus seven in Illinois because to be honest with you, Illinois looks terrible. And I don't like killing Lovey Smith because I liked him as a coach. When he was when he was at Tampa, I liked him. I thought he got a raw deal there. I thought he got a raw deal in Chicago. He's always got his team well coached. But Lovey Smith does not have the talent that everyone else has in Illinois. Now, I don't have a finger, a pulse on the program for the fight in the Lion Eye, so I don't know what their thoughts are. But here's my thoughts about Lovey Smith. If I'm an Illinois fan, supporter, alumni, whatever, I would lock that man up long term. He's not going to quit competing. And just keep him there. Let him know that this that you're our guy. We're gonna build whatever you want to build. Let the world know it. Because you're not gonna get better than Levy Smith at Illinois. You're just not. Now maybe you go to him and say, "Look, we need to make some changes on the coordinator front." And maybe that is a situation where you say, "Look, we want to give you a long term deal." so that recruits know that you're here to stay. But with that being said, you're not going to have carte blanche on every single decision made with your coaching staff. If we feel like, whether it's this year or in the future, that you could do better in certain aspects, we're going to put the pressure on you and say, so-and-so's got to go. So we're not going to give long-term contracts to your coordinators because none of them have impressed us right now but we want you because you are a face and you are a face. We can build around near the city of Chicago. Champaign's not that far away from Chicago and everyone still thinks of Lovey Smith as a Chicago bear. So that, that is how I would look at Lovey Smith. Is he winning championships anytime soon? No, probably not. But their facilities are terrible. Their stadium is a joke when you consider the rest of the Big Ten. They have less to offer the neighboring rival, Northwestern. And that is sad because Northwestern is not a football factory. But Northwestern has a lot more to offer kids who want to come in and play that's my two cents on the Levy Smith in the in the Illinois program been th- I, I've been thinking about that for quite a while about him and I, I just think I think he's a good coach he might need to bring in some more explosive coordinators some guys that will try some different things on offense I would leave the defense to Levy I think he knows what he's always doing there he just has to get the talent in there Middle Tennessee is a 24 point underdog to Marshall and I don't even know if that's enough I wouldn't touch it but I know we got a lot of MTSU fans out there and uh, I just, this, is, it makes you wonder long term what MTSU is going to be doing because a couple of years ago, they were right there in the mix with some of your, some of your non power five conferences and up and coming program, man, they lose their quarterback and it is just looks terrible right now. But I but he's built enough there to to definitely get a pass this year. I just if, if I'm an MTSU fan long term, I'm I'm starting to wonder can we ever get over that hump? Because for an MTSU fan, if you're doing well enough to get into a bowl game, that's big time. That's big time. Middle Tennessee State is never going to compete with Memphis or the Tennessee Volunteers. But that's okay. Not everybody is the Pittsburgh Steelers, right? Not everybody is Notre Dame, Alabama. Even the tier below. I'd I'd say Tennessee and Memphis are probably tier three or tier four at this point. But MTSU is looking to hang in there at tier five. They're just not on the right track right now. USC plays Arizona. We don't know enough about Arizona right now because of the shutdowns and whatnot, but USC is a 14 point favorite. I'll throw one out at you that first of all, Oregon, Washington state, 11 point favorite, Oregon, Oregon looked pretty good last week. I think there's a good chance that Oregon covers that spread, but Louisville getting three and a half intrigues me. I don't think they're good enough. Virginia, excuse me to cover a three point, three and a half point spread with Louisville. So I'm, I'm leaning towards Louisville, getting the points. Um, and then the Gators in Arkansas, they are intriguing to me because the Gators in Arkansas, Arkansas has played pretty good football, but then you've got the, the issues with their coaching staff all week long. And then, the Gators, are they going to take this game seriously? There's a lot of balls in the air there. But 17 points to me sounds a little high in a game where Arkansas should be able to compete. They should be able to put up some points with Felipe Franks. I I feel like Arkansas can compete in that game. So I I'd be leaning with Arkansas on the points. Florida State getting 10 points is interesting to me. We'll find out who they go with at quarterback. That's still kind of up in the air right now. We'll get more into that tomorrow. But your gut feeling says, man, I'd like to take Florida State in the 10 points. But then the the, real, the reality is they couldn't move the damn ball on Pittsburgh, though. Pittsburgh has a good defense. Pittsburgh is also missing three guys that should have been in the draft because they just opted out. Two of them opted out early. And one of them opted out uh, was like a week or so ago. Florida State should have been able to move the ball on Pittsburgh. Now, I'm not saying they should have pushed them all over the field, but they should have been able to move the ball. They could not move the ball on Pittsburgh. So I'm a little concerned with Florida State, what they're going to do the rest of the year. When, you know, when they beat North Carolina, originally I was all up in arms saying, look at this, man, look how good they are. You know, they're they're turning the corner. And then I went back and watched the replay in a calm manner. And I saw a team that one was and mirrors against North Carolina. And now we're what a month or so removed from that. And North Carolina doesn't even look as good as they, as we would have thought they would have. So that's Florida state fans. I caution you. I know you're going to want to put your money on FSU plus 10. It seems like a gimme. And it's, but to me, it's, it seems like it's going to be a gotcha. Cause I don't know if 10, 10 points is going to be enough. It was 10 and a half yesterday. I should have grabbed it at that point. Um, I don't even know if I would take it at 14 and a half. That's how much n- non-confidence I have in Florida State right now. And that North Carolina State quarterback the other night versus Miami, I felt like he looked pretty darn good. Remember, he he, he was the backup. But he's a young kid that they... By the way, Dylan Fratelli just went seven under. He is on fire. And uh, he is tied with Paul Casey. He's through 15 now. He still has... Three more holes for Telly might might be the guy to watch going into today. Um, Wisconsin, I, I said it before, I just feel like Wisconsin is going to bully Michigan and five points isn't going to be enough. I'm not taking Michigan plus five. Are you nuts? They've looked terrible. Now, maybe they can pull out the win because of the quarterback play, but the way I look at Wisconsin is how great of a quarterback prospect did they even have playing? or even have it as their backup so they're down to the third string. Not something that you want, but when your entire offense is putting three tight ends in your formation and just mashing the hell out of the ball, remember last year they bullied Michigan. I remember thinking that was going to be a decent game and it was like 35 to nothing at the half and all they did was run the damn football. That was the first time that I saw them do, they went three consecutive possessions with not putting a wide receiver on the field. I'll never forget that. Because I was like, man, this is old school football. And I'm a sucker for old school football. I love it. As 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 fascinating as the passing game is, I'm always going to be a fan of, of of the big running back. I grew up in an era of, you know, Franco Harris, John Riggins, you know, Earl Campbell. Those are my kind of running backs. That's why I have such an affinity to Derrick Henry. I still say Dalvin Cook's the best running back in the NFL right now, but Derrick Henry's my favorite one to watch. So I love to see those masters just run them over. And it really has nothing to do with me personally because, oh, I'm a big guy now. When I was a kid, I was I was a rail. I usually played wide receiver, defensive back. I, it wasn't until much later that they started throwing me at, at a linebacker. I was never the size to be able to play defensive line, not competitively. Cause you gotta, you, know, you gotta have some, some size, you know, some height. Uh, Justin, I believe played uh offensive line, which is a little different. And plus in the air, in the area where he was playing in Tennessee, that's minor league uh, high school football. So, um, that's a little different, you know, but Justin's not that, I mean, Justin's probably about my height, maybe a, maybe an inch taller, but to be able to play defensive line, you usually had to be, by the time you hit high school Man, you had to be, uh, well over six feet. And I've, I've, i peaked right around six and that's, and that's where I stayed. Um, anyway, that had nothing to do with anything. I just went down memory lane. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, Matt Carr is with us and, uh, We're going to talk some football, and uh, we're going to talk some basketball. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back in a flash here on the Armchair Quarterbacks. Keep it locked in here to CBS Sports Radio. You say your name right, right now.
1: Denise. Say it right. Denise. Correctly. Denise. Right. Denise. Right nice. That's better. Thank you. We live in a world now that welcomes and nurtures the screwball in all of us. Hey, it's a new decade, people. Time to get a little nutty. Treat yourself to Screwball Peanut Butter Whiskey. A smooth flavor that combines two of America's favorites, peanut butter and American whiskey. So, no more social awkwardness. Time to embrace who you truly are. Get out there and make friends. And be sure it starts with Screwball Peanut Butter Whiskey. It's available nearly everywhere. Learn more at screwballwhiskey.com Infidium spirits, please enjoy responsibly. Okay, uh, I've noticed that Antonio Brown has found yet another sucker to take him on. Um, God knows we've we've already done Pittsburgh's dirty laundry. Uh, I'm curious about one thing. Do you think that he'd be welcome back as easily in the league if he were going back to Bill uh, uh, Belichick and the Patriots? Uh, in other words, you think that he'd be welcome? As welcome back, if you were going to make New England a better team, or if he's going back to Tom Brady. Armchair. Um,
0: Are you looking for the perfect gift? For any sports fan or just looking to add some stuff to your own man cave, then head on in to MVP Collectibles at the St. Augustine Outlets Mall. They carry Seminoles, Gators, Bulldogs, Canes, Longhorns, Bama, Buckeyes, Wolverines, Vols, you name it. They have Patriots, Jaguars, Titans, Dolphins, Browns, Ravens, Steelers, Chiefs, whoever you're looking for, Yankees, Red Sox, Cardinals, Braves, whoever you like. The best selection you'll ever find for the sports fan that thinks they have it all. That's MVP Collectibles in the St. Augustine Outlets Mall. Suite 245, right across from the food court in the St. Augustine Outlets Mall. Open Monday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 9 p.m., Sunday, 10 a.m. to 6. Get your man cave popping today at MVP Collectibles.
3: We are the Armchair Quarterback Show. Your first choice for sports talk live from the First Coast. In a little cabaret. In a
0: South Texas border town. You get a whole lot of something with farmers' policy perks. So much, I'm going to have to speed things up. You can get the farmers' signal app, and that could get you up to 15% off your auto policy. That's just for using the app and driving like the normal speed limited hearing, full stop making lane change signaling human being you are. Get a whole lot of something with farmers' policy perks. Start with a quote by calling 1 800 FARMERS.
3: We are farmers. Bum, bum,
1: bum, 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 bum. Now, AA Ron, where are you? Where is Aaron Ron right now? No A.A. A. Ron, huh? Well, you better be sick, dead, or mute, A.A. Ron. Here. Yeah. Why didn't you answer me the first time I said it, huh? Huh? I'm just, you know, I'm just asking. You know, I said it like four times. So why didn't you say it the first time I said Aaron? Ron? Because it's pronounced Aaron. <laughs> Son of Armchair. <laughs> a- <I'm>
4: <laughs> Community Access Channel. It's like people only do things because
1: they get paid. And that's just really sad. Look, you can stay here in the big leagues and play by the rules, or you can go back to the farm club in Aurora. It's your choice. Yes, and it's the choice of a new generation.
3: I've been hoodwinked. I've been boots. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Welcome back here to the armchair, Quarterbacks. Mr. Matt Carr Fridays. Matt, how the hell are you this morning, sir? Matt, I think you're muted. Hey, how are you, sir?
2: Friday the thirteenth in 2020, so let's go.
0: Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna book in this. Uh, pe- people probably forget the the last time we had Friday the thirteenth was this year, and it was the Friday before the the uh, nation was locked down. So right. so that was that was actually the Friday. Uh, that we would we should have had the ACC, SEC, all those tournaments. And they had shut that down on Thursday. And then everything went to crap in a handbasket that Friday. Major League Baseball shut it down. Uh, the NBA had shut theirs down a couple nights before. And then that weekend going into that Monday is when they had the official shutdown for the non-sports world talking about that's when they were shutting down movie theaters and uh, everything. Um, so with all that being said, hopefully this book ends and it puts an end to all this junk. <laughs> I'm about sick well, of it.
2: The, the end is revelation. So let's, let's go.
0: Come on, Pfizer. Where yet? We're I, they, they say they're extremely close to getting approved. Let's go. Let's go. I think
2: they're. I, I think say they're, it'll be, I said it'll be approved about January 21st. <laughs>
0: I'd say January 21st is when we get the announcement that Donald J. Trump is running for president for 2024. <laughs> and th- this is going to be the ultimate, ultimate irony. I, I got to laughing about this. Cause they were talking about this. I was like, fig- figured look if he, if he, if he ends up getting voted out after all this crap with the, uh, with the election, you know, fraud and stuff, which I still think he probably will. I think what it'll do is it'll, it'll lead to better practices in the future but it was pretty stupid the way they, they set that whole thing up anyways. But we'll get into that uh, this morning. We're actually doing a pop-up uh, wake-up nation that'll be out and ready for the public around noon lunchtime today. Um, but I was laughing about this because I, I couldn't stop laughing when I got to thinking about it. When they said his advisors are already talking about running for 2024. And I was like, man, here's the ultimate irony the main reason why a lot of people voted for Biden and not Trump had nothing to do with the job that Trump did. Cause Trump, Trump has actually performed better in the last three and a half years than Obama. Biden did for eight years. than Bush did for his, he's done a lot more for the economy, everything, all aspects. I won't get into that whole thing, but he, if you break it down, we'll talk about it on, on the wake up nation. Like I talked about, but the main reason why they voted against him was because they were tired of hearing him because he's obnoxious and he's in your face. And here's the ultimate irony. He is going to announce that he's running. He'll be the same age as what, uh, Biden would have been back in 2016. And Trump seems like he's got a little more energy than Biden ever had. And here's going to be the ultimate irony. You're going to have to, you could have just let him be president and let him right off into the sunset (laughs) and be done. No, that dude's going to run and he's going to go out and have Trump rallies for four years. You know, he is, (laughs) he's got nothing else to do. And if he wins, you have to deal with him for another four years and he'll run again. This entire thing might last 16 to 20 freaking years when you could have just let the whole thing be over with. Because nothing says he can't run for a third time if he if if he's interrupted by one. It's just it's just that you can't go three times consecutively anymore, but you can go. to... I mean, in theory, Obama could could, could run for president again, right? I don't think he has any desire, but Trump is a guy. Be like, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. I'll be the first ah! ever. I'll be the first ever to to win, lose, and win again, and then win on top of that. So. I find that the ultimate irony, and I, I, I kind of like Walt pulling for train wrecks, so I kind of hope it happens. Um, he'll start his own media company, and for four years, we'll have to hear Trump, Trump TV, or something. It, it'll get like ret- ridiculous ratings, right? <laughs> CNN's I mean, gonna go in the tank because no one cares. No, Biden's not. In, is he? He's just not in, in engaging enough to love or hate him. You're just like, oh, he's kind of a doofus. And I feel like he falls asleep as he's talking. I know I do. Um, so that's that, that's my prediction. But let's get into the NBA draft. Speaking of things that have gone terrible this year, uh, the NBA is going to try to rebound. And we've got the draft coming up, uh, was it Wednesday, I believe? Yes,
2: next Wednesday or Thursday. I'm pretty sure yeah,
0: Wednesday, because they used to do it on Thursday, but I think the reason why they picked Wednesday, I was talking about this yesterday, it probably has to do with the fact they have no desire to go up against the NFL. Right? And I
2: think free agency starts Friday, next Friday.
0: Right. So Yeah,
2: okay. It's I, Wednesday, Friday.
0: I think it's Wednesday, Thursday to kind of gather your thoughts, and then Friday's free agency. Because yeah, they're right. supposed to report to the facilities – See today's the 20th, 21st, about 10 days after free agency starts. So December 1st. Um so it is going to be whirlwind, an absolute whirlwind. It is Wednesday by the way. Um going into that, give me some guys that you're into that you're that you're interested to see uh where they're going, who who you know, who the Celtics might be taking, et cetera, et cetera.
2: I, except, I mean, we have a lot of draft picks, and we've been hearing a lot this year that we might actually use them to trade up. But I, honestly, I don't want to trade up. I want to go get, I want to go get a player like a big cat from Minnesota. And that, I mean, I, I was reading an article the other day. Uh,
0: you said you don't was, want to trade up, but you mean you do want to trade up, right? I
2: mean, I want to trade up. I want to trade up, but I don't want to trade up for a draft pick. I want to trade picks to get a player
0: yeah no I yeah i wouldn't want to trade just to get a draft pick unless that draft pick is for this year right
2: yeah yeah so i, I mean i, I heard uh it was the article i was reading yesterday it's like there's only three players that i would trade Jalen brown for and one was uh the big cat from minnesota uh, anthony towns and i was like i wouldn't mind i like Jalen brown but i wouldn't mind having a big man in the middle that is established
0: what are you saying you're saying trade the three draft picks for towns
2: yeah, I mean, try to get up something like that. Instead of trading for, like, a Wiseman or something like that, right. try to get up there for, like, the or the guy from Georgia, um, try to get up to a player that's established and go now instead of just saying, man, this, this guy could be good. But get rid of the picks and get a young player that's established. Okay but,
0: okay, but in your heart of hearts, do you think they would trade him? No. Yeah, I don't think they would
2: either. I mean,
0: why the hell would you trade Carl Anthony Towns? I mean, he's he's under the age of 25. Because, because
2: they can get Wiseman and try to rebuild
0: well, how long are you going to rebuild there, Minnesota?
2: <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I well, I mean, the Celtics have been doing it for eight years.
0: <laughs> well, but they've been competing and they've been going to the playoffs. You know, Minnesota. When when, when I think a rebuild, I think a full blown rebuild, right? I think of right. like uh, what the Grizzlies are doing, and you know, even though they 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 snuck in the back door, so to speak, uh, because of the of the. Uh, the way the final part of the season laid out they did get to play um but when i think of full the Celtics have comp- get, have competed along the way just like the heat have competed along the way right right um if if boston makes a move unless it's a carl anthony towns i say take those 3 picks to go get wiseman I really think right. he's. I really think he's the best fit for them specifically. The best player I believe is probably going to be Ball. Right. Watching him play, he's got an instinct that his older brother does not have. He can drive to the lane. He now he's not a great ball handler. First of all, he he shoots the ball normal. That's the first thing. He doesn't do that. Right. You know, from the waist, whatever the hell that is. I would say granny, but granny's underhand. He's more like I don't, I don't know. You great grandpa style or whatever. He's got to get, you know, some hee ho in it. Um, but also what I like about ball, and I know this will be on a different level when he's in the NBA, but he sees the floor really well. He 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 passes he's one of the best passers I've seen come out in a long, long time, already ready to roll. So I think he could be along the lines of and don't overreact to what I'm about to say, but his passing ability could be up there with a Bird, a Magic, a Stockton type, and we don't see that a much anymore. NBA basketball has turned into the passing is just shoving it out to a a, a set shooter somewhere. You you go right. back and watch the Lamella ball tapes, and he is driving to the hole, getting the attention on him, and then doing a no look dish, right? and that's something we haven't seen the NFL in a long time so i'll make to see where enough. he goes cuz it could be a lot of fun to watch
2: i don't think we have enough chips to get that high but we might have but he's also been said that i mean he they have people have a number 1 in the mock draft they also have him down to number 8 so i mean it just it depends on what we got and or what we offer and are we offering Hayward with those picks or what are we doing
0: i don't i mean would anyone want Hayward i wouldn't He's making. I mean, it's not, not that he's a terrible player, but the money that he's making and the injury problems that he's had. Who's gonna trade their future for that? Right? He's someone you add to a team that's already ready to roll. I'm not. I'm not. I, there's no way I'm adding. The, the The thing about reason why I think Minnesota may not go with Ball is because D'Angelo Russell is essentially what Ball is, and so if you have the both of them on the team, does that mean you're gonna move D'Angelo Russler? Uh, excuse me, Russell. I get that D'Angelo Russell is a shooting guard and he's supposed to be a point guard, but in today's game, they're really interchangeable.
1: interchangeable. Yeah.
0: And I just don't know if the two of them can coincide. If you if you do that, you're probably going to move D'Angelo Russell, because if not, you're going to end up in a situation like a Houston where you have two guys, your two most talented guys, are playing the same position essentially, but you keep trying to squeeze them out of the court at the same time. Um, right.
2: Westbrook will be gone next year, so that'll be different.
0: Wiseman, man, all I know is Wiseman going to Golden State number two could be issues with a lot of the league. Golden yeah, State man. could be back, maybe, back, they're back. I said, I said it, I was a year early. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Worst prediction ever.
2: <laughs> I didn't know that. the whole team would get broke. <laughs>
0: Well, you knew at the time that Clay Thomas was was a. Uh,
2: well, I knew he was that. No, my my theory was behind it. Steph Curry and Draymond uh, could carry them, and Wiggins, if they had Wiggins at the time, but uh, they could carry them to the end of the season. Clay come back to the playoffs and make a push. That was my theory. <laughs> and then everybody got hurt, and then coronavirus.
0: And this was my theory. Wrong, 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 wrong. <laughs> wrong 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 Yep. all right
1: you're uh, wrong <laughs>
0: yeah i don't want to play the whole thing cuz it's it's kind of <laughs> long um the the other guys that i'm interested in okay let's say uh teams that are going to be down there drafting um i don't look first of all i'm not going to get into who the better teams that made it all the way are going to draft Right, because no one gives a damn that Cassius Winston's being projected to go to the L.A. Lakers. Okay, um, right. I'm talking about teams that are gonna gonna have a chance. Play, players that, that are gonna be up in the in the uh, in, in the lottery area, so to speak. One of the guys that I'm intrigued about because I watched him play quite a bit, and this kid's good, and I think he got overshadowed because Florida State was looked upon as a a team of depth and not a team of, of necessarily individual talent as good as Florida say was, I, I guarantee you most college basketball fans couldn't have named more than, uh, nobody on the team. They'd be like, Oh yeah, that's the one that Leonard Hamilton runs. Right. And he throws like 20 guys at you and they just play press defense. But Devin Vassell six foot seven, they're projecting him, uh, 11th pick to the Spurs. He is a guy that if the if the Celtics could get a hold of him, I would be interested in that. I'll tell you why I say that. Devin Fasel. Vassell, excuse me, it's spelt just like Sam Cassell, but with a V. Um, if if the Celtics could find a way to move up to there, I would be interested in that move for Boston because. He could essentially replace down the road if you can't re-sign a Jalen Brown. He's basically the same player. And right now they haven't projected uh, Boston, uh, 14th pick Cole Cole Anthony out of North Carolina, which you're very familiar with. Um, I'm uh, I'm also interested. This guy's more athletic than anything else. They got him projected going to Orlando, Patrick Williams of Florida state going to the Orlando magic. And he's a name. Nobody's um, going to really know, but he's extremely athletic guy that, uh, I think, I think he could guy, guy that could play the wing for Orlando and give them a physical presence in a few years when he fills out.
2: Have you heard the, I mean, I, and I read this other day and I'm reading it now too. Is like, Celtics looking to package picks for drew holiday. So, I mean, that might be a nice little.
0: Picks for drew holiday. How, how many picks are they yeah. talking about going with that? And,
2: I'm not sure. I'm just reading the headlines. I haven't looked into gotcha. it yet.
0: Um, I don't know if I like that.
2: Um, it would just make our team smaller, and that's not what we need right now. Well, well,
0: well, that's what I'm thinking is if if we're going to give up the opportunity to draft some of the guys that I just mentioned and, and package some things together, I think it's got to be to go up there and grab Wiseman.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, think- you, you could possibly talk me into the guy – Ob Tippin, uh, sorry, Toppin from uh, Dayton. I remember watching a couple of Dayton games last year, yeah. and he's pretty darn good. Um yeah. But it's got to be someone like that. I want a banger. I do not. Look, as polished as, I'm going to butcher this name, but Denny Advija, <sighs> I believe his name is, Advija. he is not a guy coming over from Israel that's going to play a physical style of ball. Now he might long-term be one of the better players in the league, you know, but, um,
2: but then again, I mean, you got people like Drummond. He's up, you know, he's up for grabs again this year. So I wouldn't mind going to get Drummond and then keep our draft picks or something, you know, get a big man and still trade up for a pick.
0: But the question comes with an NBA team is you've already got a pretty deep roster and, how many number ones can you have, or first-round picks can you have? Because essentially all you'll have is just a bench, a deep yeah. team that can get you all the way to the semifinals, right?
2: Which is what we've had.
0: Right. They've got to have a much better team, or, excuse me, star players, because what it really comes down to in the NBA is you're starting five and a couple of guys off the bench. You want depth to keep guys healthy and ready to go for the playoffs. But once the playoffs, are, right. you're not going very far if, if you don't have an elite player. Probably two elite players at this point.
2: I mean, we were, we were wanting Drummond last year and didn't happen. So I, w- I wouldn't mind taking a stab at him again this year.
0: That's not terrible. Um, I would just think one of these teams would be interested in taking three draft picks for, for the stud. Now, what yeah. if, what if Danny Ainge just looked at it and said, Wiseman's not what everyone thinks there's going to be, right? Right. Toppin's not worth three draft picks. Then it's a different argument. And and we don't know what they've seen and when they've been able to break down and whatnot. But, I mean,
2: what's Wiseman played, like eight college games?
0: Right. That, well, that's my biggest question with Wiseman is. LaMelo Ball, at least we at least we have tape on him from overseas. Anthony Edwards is not what a team like Boston needs. It just isn't. He's – no. He's right. he's he's a poor man's Tatum is is what he is, um, and then and then some of the other names that, that I'm scrolling through here, none of them really jump off the board. So if they can't get up in that top tier, what I wouldn't mind see them doing, okay, a guy like Devin Fassell to jump up three picks, package the fourteen and the one at the end of the draft. What what, what is it, the twenty eighth or? Tw-
2: Twenty
0: nine. Yeah. So package that to jump up a few because it's also comes down to a, a logistical standpoint of how much can you afford to pay? You can't keep paying all these freaking uh players. 20,
2: 26. <laughs>
0: I'm gonna give Maybe. you I mean I'm gonna give you one guess who just chimed this in. Why does that chode have his mask around his neck? Sitting in a room by himself, who 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 do you think ch- chime that in? Watching on Facebook Billy, Live,
2: Bill, Billy Bills or Casey Camp?
0: Ding ding ding, Casey Camp.
2: <laughs> and I'm sure I'm sure he spelled chode wrong.
0: <laughs> I can I can uh, neither confirm or deny that. <laughs> I I'm not sure. I feel like he, I feel like it's got an A in there, but he spelled it with the de it's been a I, I should be by the way I should be an incredible speller and then it, someone's calling. hello who do we got here welcome hello on. hello who do we got
3: hello this this is uh casey camp big beef
0: supreme <laughs> Matt can you hear this
2: <laughs> sorta <of. laughs> okay <laughs>
0: what, what you got today man how are you
3: I'm good. I'm uh, I'm looking at Mr. Matthew Carr's shirt here, and I like his patchwork. He did uh, his, uh, those two little black dots right over his tits. Did he patch those because they were rubbing up against the desk so much they rubbed a hole in them? <laughs>
0: <laughs> did you sell that on there yourself? <laughs> uh, are you morning drinking? <laughs> he ain't stopped yet. Never. <laughs> <clears throat> Well,
3: how you guys doing? I hear you talking about the NBA, but
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, well, we're about to transition into uh, the uh, NFL. The the Titans, man, that was a terrible game last night. Oh my God! I'm assuming that that you caught it right, Matt. Um,
2: yeah, 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 some of it. It was, it was terrible, but I caught some of it, yeah. That
0: punter is on his way back to FedEx. That's all I know. So
2: but, is, so is uh, the kicker, your buddy. Well, they've he's had all kinds
3: fine. of trouble with their special teams. They can't get a place kicker, punter. No, I mean, who's their special team coach, and why is he still there?
0: Well, that and uh, Vrabel's allegiance to Guskowski is just absolutely absurd at this point. Um, he can't hit field. he He's got the yips is what he's got. He's got the yips. If if it's an easy field goal, he can't hit it. If it's a far if it's far enough away, what do they say if uh, over fifty yards this year, he's six of seven. But everything underneath, he he's now uh, six that, that of thirteen. He yeah, yeah, he's like six of thirteen. I mean, it's time to get rid of him. I hate to say that because I kept waiting for him to turn the corner. But that and that punter that got his that has got his kick blocked. You cannot have four steps. In the NFL, after you received the snap to punt the ball, I mean, this isn't like playing in your backyard and you're just back there, you know, all right, I'm going to take a run and start at this. You could not ha- now the blocking was terrible, but a normal NFL punter would have gotten that ball off. And so that right there is your 17 points because the block punt, the field goal, and then the 17 yard shank that, that basically turned into a touchdown.
2: And the and the fourth down fourth down defense,
0: yeah, and that really comes down to the fact that they are not doing a good job on third downs because a lot of those fourth down and ones are being created fourth, yeah. by third and longs that became fourth and really shorts. On on a lot of these third and longs, you expect your defense to hold, get an incomplete pass, etc., and and turn it into fourth and long. Instead, they were all coming down to fourth and inches. And they did get the one stop, but that's not enough. That's not enough to get a W.
3: I mean, it's like every team I root for. You know, Georgia Tech—they can't get an extra point or a field goal off these days. They can't hardly punt.
0: Well, I don't think they're going to have it's that. Like, I don't think they've had that issue. Like I don't think the, I don't think the kicking game lost uh, Georgia Tech the the Clemson and Notre <laughs> Dame games.
3: <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. But they did beat Florida State.
0: They did beat Florida State and, and uh, enjoy that while it lasts because uh, <laughs> we're not gonna muddle down there in the in the mud with y'all for for, for very long <laughs> we, we, we don't we don't hold on to the wishbone for 14 years and then finally decide to make a change <laughs> yeah all right, brother. We'll- yeah, I just wanted to make a comment on the car wearing
3: his mask around his neck, sitting in a room by himself, and his little uh, nipple tattoos he's got going on. I'll let you guys get
0: back to it. All right, brother. <laughs> Thanks for calling in, um, Matt. You said that you couldn't hear. Uh, what he was saying was he was talking about the the neck. Uh, you know
2: my mask, your
0: mask being down around your neck in a room where where no one's around you. But then he was talking about your shirt, insinuating that you made it. And he wanted to know about, okay. So he's talking about the nipples, but I know it's, it's, it's a it, it's you know it's go time and those are supposed to be barbells but the when you were leaning forward just as he was saying that what he was essentially saying was wanting to know was did your nipples make those holes in that shirt <laughs> uh, i can't say I, as eloquently and as funny as he did but it, it, that's what he was saying
2: I'm sure it was. And that's funny. I've never noticed that actually, but thanks, camp.
0: <laughs> exactly. Thanks for giving me a complex in this early in the morning.
2: <laughs> I can't be down there drinking in Chattanooga with you.
0: Um, let's go ahead and fast forward real quick because I know you got to run. Out of... We can get more into this down the road, but who, who, who are your three favorite stand up comedians of all time?
2: I did, honestly, five. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, I saw these two live at MTSU years ago and, uh, Jim Gaffigan and Zach Galakonakis, they came at the same time to MTSU years ago. And, you know, you know what Zach said, went on to do and Jim Gaffigan, he was, he's still one of my favorites. Oh, Z- that, oh, uh, you're,
0: the second name you're talking about the guy that was in, uh, Hangover. Hangover. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So he was really, he was really funny live. Um, yeah. Brian Regan is one of my top top guys. Uh, Nate Bargatze, I don't know if you've ever looked into Nate Bargatze, but he's really a funny guy. He's from, he's from Nashville, went to Vandy. Okay. And then me and you saw him live together. I saw him live once at Zany's. Daniel Tosh, I was front row, and it was hilarious. And then when we saw him in the upper decks that time, it was not as funny, so I don't know if it was a difference of where you sat at.
0: I thought it was hilarious. I remember laughing my ass off. I haven't seen a lot of stand-up comedy live um after seeing that with that that might that might have been the first one i'd ever seen live no I'm, I'm sorry that was the second one but still i hadn't seen one in, in years well when we went and that turned me on to uh daniel tosh i yeah, really like that was
2: before tosh.0 oh, so that was right. that was that was before he had made it made it but yeah I mean, it was a good show but i mean but his stand-ups
0: I'm, are still incredible like anytime i get find out that he's uh, doing a stand-up, I, I'll, I'll watch it. I'll find a way to watch it. Uh, my right. list, I put a bunch down because I didn't know who you were going to take. And I wanted to grab three th- three that you didn't take. So I'm going to say uh, Bill Burr is one of my favorites. Uh, yeah. you know, I I do like Tosh a lot, but I won't put him on my list because you know, you'd know you taken him. So I'm going to go Bill Burr is right up there at the top. Uh, Tom Papa, who I just recently found the past few years, that guy's yeah. a riot. He's an absolute yeah. riot. Um, and then I'll just I'll probably go to, to my old school. One of my favorite stand-up comedians of all time was uh, Chris Rock, so I'll throw him out there. But uh, if if I was gonna have five, I would probably throw George Carlin and maybe uh, Kevin Hart in there. Uh, Kevin Hart can make a bologna sandwich funny. You know, it's just it's his delivery. Just just like um, Chris Rock, they're all about their delivery. What I like right. about Carlin, and Papa, and some of the others—it's their content, right? But Kevin Hart and Chris Rock can just their delivery alone. I'll I'll just start watching them, and before they even get to the joke, I'll I'll start to you know tear up and start crying because I know where it's going. And the the way their comedic mind works just cracks me up. What is your uh, one good NFL pick uh, of the week that you like?
2: I'm, uh, it, I don't understand that, and I thought I read it wrong, so I had to go back. Uh, the Seahawks are, or the Rams are favored over the Seahawks, and I was surprised by that. So I'm yeah, going to go back well, that game. Se- Seahawks outright.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, what's the spread that you got on that one?
2: I got two. I got Rams by two.
0: Yeah, I th- well, and it's funny because it's still going by this, even though it shouldn't, but. It's because of the home team, but what the hell does that mean in the state of California when no one can even walk out of their house we, 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 you know, without armed guards telling them to get back in? So we, you right. know, we, what the hell is the home game? I think, I think. We're getting another phone call. I think it's for some reason it's not coming in. I'm trying to answer it, but for some reason it's not coming in. Um, I don't know if he hung up or what. Anyways... Um, I th- I think that's the theory behind it. Is it because they're not in Seattle? But what the hell? I mean, I don't really don't know what the hell that means when you don't have fans in. Um, right. The reason why I would be skeptical on taking the Seahawks is because their defense scares the hell out of me. They're yeah, going mean, to make the playoffs. They're probably going to win their division. They'll probably win uh, Sunday on in a shootout. But long term, I was very bullish on the uh, on on this. Seattle team at the beginning of the year. I'm not feeling that way. I mean, they. I mean, they're giving up 40 points in the blink of right. an eye. Um, before you run, speaking of bulls and bears, what's That's your a segue. <laughs> what's your a stupid stock tip of the week?
2: I, I, I'm, I'm back. I haven't sold. All I've been doing is rebuilding. I've told you this. I'm going all in. DK, DK man.
0: DraftKings again.
2: DraftKings again.
0: Uh, they are up today, by the way. I, I know I just jinxed the hell out of it, so that'll screw us all, but uh, they are up uh, 7% today.
2: Okay, uh, so they're, they're down a little bit. They were up 11% uh, pre-hour, so...
0: Right. All right. Well, people are probably trying to sell off and make a buck, but the entire stock market is up. Um, the one I'm going to go with, is the call letters are VTSY, I'm sorry, SI, Vertra, and... They are a common stock that uses that um is a provider of firearms, specifically ammunition. And the reason why I say this is one that people might want to to look at is because and I don't know why this it's not coming in correctly as far as what it's worth today, but it, uh, that's okay. Um with biden coming in there is a very very good chance that you are going to start getting restrictions on how much ammo you can buy so i believe pre-inauguration you're going to see ammunition companies go through the roof right something you probably want to sell off by the time inauguration hits but you're looking a stock to short over the holidays People buy stuff for each other over the holidays. Ammunition would be a stocking stuffer.
2: And the in the in the South.
0: <laughs> yes, ammunition would be a stocking stuffer. I'm just putting right. that out there. And uh, VTSY and this is why I picked this one specifically is because it's only at four twenty a stock. So um there, there are other ones that are a little higher. But if you look at the the uh, the quote unquote experts' ratings, they all it's one hundred percent buy right now, so that's why I'm I'm jumping in on it. I like um, it. And if it doesn't do well over the next you know two to three weeks, then I'll I'll, I'll dump it. But I'm hoping going into Christmas, that's one that. Uh, by the way, Walmart. I've been telling you all about Walmart. Walmart's been I mean, having I'm, it.
2: I'm, I'm, I've been watching that more and more. I've been t- that's my watch list
0: people are going to blink and Walmart's going to be well over $200 a stock. I'm just telling you, uh, it's down a little bit today, but it's a pre-market essentially. Um, Disney's back up again. I finally bailed on Apple. There's some things that's going on with Apple that I think is going to take a long time for it, for it to pay dividends. And I didn't have enough stocks in them to go, well, I'll I'll ride this out, you know? Um, but, uh, yeah, that's and then of course Pfizer. We've talked about Pfizer and A P H A is in the same world as Pfizer, so keep an eye on that. That's a cheap one to keep an eye on. What's your walk off for the day, sir? Sorry to keep you so late. I didn't expect. Yeah, you.
2: I, uh, I I got two. It's it's kind of weird talking about this this month, but looking forward to the Masters weekend. That'll be and that'll be nice to watch that. And if you haven't seen it, you should. Uh, the show upload.
0: Yes, very good. We very watched good. season one. Is a uh, season two out already?
2: No, I'm just now, I'm on, okay. like, episode eight.
0: Very good. So, I'll, t- I'll tell you another good show. Sounds weird. Your wife's going to love it. Because my wife just can't get enough of it. And I actually think it's a pretty damn good show. It's called The Queen's Gambit. And you hear that, right? and you go, oh, God, what is that? Dungeons and Dragons or something? Is that World of War? I mean, uh, Game of Thrones or something? No, Queen's Gambit. It is about a girl go- growing up. Becoming a chess phenom, and it really, really it yeah. really reminds me of. And I read an article on it because I was like, did they get this story? It's it sounds a lot like the Bobby Fischer story. For people right. who, who are old enough to remember Bobby Fischer, he was a chess champion. People, were you familiar with the name Bobby Fischer growing up?
2: I re- I remember I remember Bobby because I played chess as a as a kid. Okay. I was a chess club. I was so you
0: college. were so, so you were familiar with it. um yeah. So yeah, it, it reminds me of that. And of course, you know, they're going to take some liberties and it's a girl, et cetera, et cetera, but it, it's, it's very well done. And uh, we've gotten hooked on it. It's only like seven or eight episodes.
2: Is that on Amazon?
0: That's on that. That one is on Netflix. Is it? Okay. Yeah. So that is a, a good show to, uh, to, uh, to, to check out. But yeah, uh, uploads really good too. Uh, we're, Waiting for well, that. Well,
2: the, the reason I started watching it is because it's, it's the same producer or whatever, writer, director, something from The Office and Parks and Rec and right. Brooklyn Nine-Nine. So, Jeff Daniels.
0: I didn't think my wife was going to like it. So, we pushed it off for a while, but, but towards the middle of the pandemic is, is, is when we finally watched it. Because I was afraid they were going to make some snarky comments about religion and whatnot. You know what I mean? Just because right. you're okay. bypassing. Yeah, what, what is it? right yeah yeah and so i i I was a little fearful but we tried it and and she you know she can be sensitive to that topic so i I usually try to steer us clear if i'm going to watch something like that i'll watch it by myself because i'm more of more you know a level approach to it but i got you but uh yeah um we should do that more often You know, our, our stock tips are never right. Let's talk about what you should watch because we're (laughs) in the downtime now until they bring back basketball and hockey during the week. There ain't a whole lot to watch.
2: It was, I think it was like Tuesday night or Tuesday or Wednesday. I was like, there is nothing. No, it's Tuesday. I was like, there is nothing. on.
0: Yeah. I'm starting to do deep dives in, in different. Um, oh, I'll tell you another one. Pretty sure this is Netflix ratchet have you have you watched that (laughs) no it is phenomenal ratchet r-a-c-h-e-d it's based on the er, the the pre-years of nurse ratchet which eventually you know one flew over the cuckoo's nest it is really well done if you watch the uh, what's the horror show on uh fx that they did for several years um american horror story yeah the girl that's that's the that's the star in that is the star in this the dark haired girl that was in all okay. of them she okay. she she's the star in this and it's got a really good cast and it's it's it kind of has that American horror f- story feel to it it's it's really good
2: all
0: right brother well I will let you go.
2: I'm gonna go change my shirt.
0: And by the way, we we did not plan this. I didn't expect him to wear Go Time and I wear Seinfeld. But I've had this shirt for a hot minute. I don't. I think this might be the first time I've worn on on air. And I was like, man, I don't, why the hell have I worn this damn shirt yet? So, um, I figured to right, stay steer clear clear of my political shirts for a minute. So. <laughs> All right, brother. I'll see,
2: you. see you in the morning.
0: Yes, sir. Uh, we'll be back in a flash on the Armchair Quarterbacks. We're gonna set you up for your weekend watch. What is there to watch? Today, tomorrow, and Sunday, there is more than what you think there is. We'll be back in a flash here on the Armchair Quarterbacks. I'll be honest, fellas, it was sounding great, but I could have used a little more cowbell. Fantasy Sports is back, and it's time to jump into DraftKings. Go to DraftKings today at DraftKings.com. Golf, NASCAR, soccer, you name it. And, of course, Major League Baseball, basketball, hockey, and football are on the way. Go to DraftKings.com listen to the armchair quarterbacks for DFS advice all year round. Oh,
2: wow, I'm pretty sure that's going to be a – yeah, there it is. Another flag on the play.
1: Multiple flags on the play. Hold it.
4: Offense number
1: 97. That penalty was declined. Touchdown. After the play, unsportsmanlike conduct. Offense number 22. Penalty will be applied to the kickoff. This is got to be one of the strangest calls. That son of
2: a... You playing against Dick this week? Yeah. Could be worse, man. When I played against him, he ejected all my players.
1: Armchair. Lager, the beer that brought the forest down. I drive an exotic imported sports car. I eat exotic foreign food like Frankfurters and pizza. But when it comes to numbing my mind, I'm a patriot. I drink the beer that brought the forest down. I'm a lager man. And with the new 80-bottle trunk pack, you've got enough for the evening. Hey, it's happy hour somewhere. Lager brings out the patriot in you. Freedom is a road seldom traveled
3: by the multitude.
0: armchair quarterbacks ESPN radio's public enemy number one weekdays your first choice for sports talk here in the southeast
1: what happens when five eligible bachelors welcome a little girl into their lives
4: hey it's my turn in the bathroom
1: non-stop hilarity my five uncles hey Gina welcome to your new home You sleep in there, and we all sleep in here. The show that shows family values exist even in unconventional families.
4: Oh, what are you guys doing in there?
1: Taking hilarious comedy in a whole new funny direction. I
4: don't get it. Why don't any of you guys have a steady girlfriend? I'm an emotionally abused orphan. Can I get in on any of these group hugs?
1: My Five Uncles, Thursday nights on LSBC.
0: I could while away the hours,
3: conferming with the flowers, consulting with the rain.
0: And my head, I'd be scratching while my thoughts were busy hatching. If I only had a brain. You're riding Morning Shotgun, your first choice for sports talk here on the First Coast. Only on Armchair.
3: With the thoughts you'd be thinking, you could be another Lincoln if you only
1: had a brain. Pretty good. It's pretty 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 good. I said I was a writer. My soul was all on fire. He looked at me and he said, You
4: are alive.
0: Son, it's faster horses. Welcome back. Younger women. Older We're gonna set up your weekend watch for you here on the armchair quarterbacks do this every single Friday because people especially this time of year you're like oh, what the hell am I to watch in the sports world uh, I, I you know I would suggest to squeeze in a movie here and there you know th- this is the perfect time it's not baseball season uh, you're gonna get a really bad college football lineup because of all the cancellations but there are uh, games to watch but during the week man I'm all in on 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 binge watching shows or uh, you know, a movie we haven't caught. There, there, there are some broadcast sh- shows that me and my wife still watch. There's not many anymore. A lot of them are just terrible. Um, but, God, I, I could not believe how many I saw recently. In the last four or five days, I guess it jumped out at me. Both during this time period and re-watching something I've recorded and the commercial comes on. And they're trying to get you to watch something during that time period. And so like we're talking about mid to late summer. How many stupid game shows they've come up with. And they are just atrocious. I don't even see the one that was uh, the weakest link. I haven't even seen that advertised. I've, that thing must have already gotten yanked off the air. They had the chick from Glee that tried to post it. And every clip of that just looked atrocious. They forget when that show was hot in the nineties, I think is when it was been to late nineties. It seems like what made it different was it was the first time you had a, a, a salty British chick being rude to everybody. Once you've done that once you can't go back and put, try to put someone salty and they're going to try to get their little ketchup, you know catchphrases and whatnot. The reason why Steve Harvey's so popular on the family feud has got nothing to do with the show family feud. People just like to watch Steve Harvey because he is funny. He's genuinely funny. He's not my favorite comedian and his talk show. I'm not a big fan of cause I feel like he tries too hard, but when he's up there on his, on his uh, pedestal on family feud, people enjoy that kind of stuff. Um, do I watch it? No, it it bores me to no end. But I, I know a lot of people that do, and I get why they do it. I mean, they, they just want to watch something mindless and make them laugh. But the last time I will ever watch a, uh, a game show, I think, unless something jumps out at me down the road, was, man, Alex Trebek is gone and I'm done. I used to watch Jeopardy pretty regularly, mainly because I like to verify how stupid I am. <laughs> and I would watch and go. And I, to me, it was fun because you would learn things. You know, I didn't know that, or you know, I thought that was the answer, but I you know, was never could could I compete with any, even not even talking about the all timers. I'm not talking about even the bums that they would come on there. I couldn't compete with most of them because my knowledge is very compressed. I don't know uh, Russian literature and you know 17th century history in the Baltic area. I've got a decent grasp on American history, American politics and the sports world. Nothing than that, what am I doing? Gonna go on to Jeopardy and just get my ass handed to me. No, thank you. I mean, granted a sports jeopardy. Who the hell wants to watch that? Remember they used to do that one on ESPN. I don't remember what it was called, but uh, they had the guy's name uh, and you would go on trying to beat him specifically. He, he he, was basically a 2000 version of what the Bear is on the college football kickoff show. All right, the Weekend Watch. Uh, for those of y'all that don't get into soccer, well, this might be your chance to do it. Uh, we're looking at the uh, playoffs, and they won't start until uh, next, next Friday. But just keep an eye on that is... Uh, the reason why I bring this up is because Nashville will play next Friday night and Orlando will play next Saturday. Originally they had planned on it going this week, but some of the pandemic stuff got to push back a week. So that's why I bring that up. If you're looking for college soccer, because the, the, uh, the EPL has taken the, uh, almost two weeks off. So they're on their break. So if you're looking for college soccer, Tonight, I say tonight, but it's 5:30 uh, Eastern. You're going to get the ACC women's semifinals, and Duke and Florida State. All this being played in Cary, North Carolina, uh, which is funny, actually. You know some people that live up there. Uh, Duke, North Carolina will be played at 5.30. And Virginia, North Carolina, will be played at 8 p.m. North Carolina would be a heavy favorite to beat. uh, Virginia, Florida State, a slight favorite to beat Duke. Duke is pretty good. And, of course, um, I don't believe fans are going to be in the stands. Maybe they will allow the... uh, I believe the last round, I did see family in there. So they'll probably let family, some friends in there, but very small crowds. for these uh but the acc uh semifinals. and i believe the the uh the championship game will be scheduled for it's, it's either sunday or monday but I, I don't have that up in front of me and that's been updated so don't quote me on that just uh look look up your local listings if, if they were smart they would do it monday so they wouldn't have the nfl and the masters to deal with but seems like a lot of these teams do not, or a lot of these leagues do not look the big picture when they look at trying to get eyeballs on the TV. Also tonight, we talked about it a little while ago. Cincinnati's on television tonight, number six team in the country. They'll be playing East Carolina. And also, you've got the Minnesota-Iowa game. And looking forward to that one. That's one I'm gonna be locked in after the Masters looking forward to that one because I'd like to see a semblance of one of those teams being respectable, right? Uh, Saturday morning. We'll get you started on the Armchair Quarterbacks uh, kickoff show at 8 a.m. Eastern. We just go one hour, by the way, y'all. Get you ready for college game day and whatnot. But then we go into college football and the schedule. The, it's, it's, it's a limited schedule because of COVID, but this is what we have. Turn that down a little bit. Uh, this is what we have going into tomorrow. Notre Dame is at Boston College at noon. I like that game a lot. Boston College getting 13 and a half points. Keep an eye on that. Notre Dame, these are the type of games that Notre Dame blows. Virginia Tech is going to host Miami. Miami ranked in the top 10 in the country. Virginia Tech coming off the Liberty loss. This game is also at noon in Indiana, Michigan State. That line has gone up since I brought it up a little while ago. It's up to minus eight. Keep an eye on that game. You've also got Penn State Nebraska. So you've got some decent college football games, matchups, to uh, to watch at noon. The, the one that really gets you is the middle games are terrible because the SEC, when you, when you lost four SEC games, you lost a CBS, uh, excuse me. You lost an SEC network in ESPN go to, because CBS was already going to be covering the masters and we were supposed to get Alabama LSU Saturday night, but that is not going to be the case. So your mid games, the one that I like the most to be entertaining, check out Colorado and Stanford. That should be a pretty good ball game along with Louisville and Virginia. Those both should be really good ball ballgames. Uh, moving on from that, the Florida Gators at 7 o'clock giving up 17 to Arkansas. I know, but this is also Felipe Franks coming home. So don't sleep on that game. That could be an interesting ballgame. Florida State at NC State, not a lot there unless you're a fan of one of those teams. But they, they do come on at 7.30. FSU getting 10. You don't see that very often. The more, the more intriguing number to me is Florida State has to get over 24 and a half. I think they can get that done against the Wolfpack, whose defense is not nearly as suffocating as uh, Pittsburgh's going to be. Also at 7.30, you've got Wisconsin, Michigan, and you've got South Carolina at Ole Miss. So not terrible games. We'll probably get one or two decently close games the way it always works out in college football, and then we go on from there. Sunday, the 1 o'clock games. First of all, Jacksonville, don't bother your time watching Green Bay-Jacksonville. It's going to be terrible. It's going to be absolutely terrible. But if you got the package or if you can go to a bar somewhere and watch, I believe this game actually might be locally, but not sure who's who's got Fox and who's got CBS this week. Uh, but Tampa Bay is at Carolina. That should be a good game. That's your 1 o'clock game to, to look at. Uh, Houston versus Cleveland could be entertaining. I haven't checked the weather on that, but if we get decent weather, that could be extremely entertaining. And then I'm gonna fast forward all the way to the four o'clock games. Cause the, the one o'clock games are terrible are absolutely terrible. Actually, I think all those games will be on Fox. Now that I think about it because CBS is going to be rocking the, uh, the masters. So I don't know if CBS will be doing any NFL games today. Uh, This weekend It'll probably be all Masters Especially with them having to start early and whatnot. So Now they bring that up I I think Fox is going to get it all to themselves So With that being said Depending on what hits your area Or you Or you know Keep an eye on a red zone The two games that I like the best At four o'clock Buffalo Arizona That should be a great Fun game Kyler Murray Versus Josh Allen Get your popcorn ready And then of course, Seattle versus LA, those are usually pretty good games, the Seahawks and the Rams. I am a little intrigued about the Dolphins and the Chargers, but if I had to pick two to circle, it would be Seahawks, Rams, number two, Buffalo, Arizona, number one. Buffalo, Arizona is gonna be the game I'm gonna be most interested in. The problem is, I think living here in Florida, we're gonna get the Dolphins. And uh, I said goodbye to the, to the, um, the junk that was a satellite provider, Uh, it's way too expensive. Um, And then Sunday night, you're you're gonna get Baltimore versus New England. I don't, it sounds fun. Cam Newton versus the Ravens in New England, blah, blah, blah. That sounded great about two months ago. Now I'm like, that could just be an absolute boat race boat race. Remember Monday night, you get uh, Minnesota and Chicago, and that's an interesting game because if Minnesota can find a way to beat Chicago, look out. The Vikings could be making a push, especially we haven't talked about it much because it hasn't been put in stone, but there is an outside chance that you're going to get the NFL playoffs expanded to 16 teams. I don't like it. I think 14 is by far more than enough. And I like the, the the expansion to 14 because it rewards... It's more important... It's not getting the extra two teams in. It's rewarding the best record in the league, right? But the best record in the, Because they would get a buy. The best record in the league won't get a buy if we expand to 16. And that, to me, is terrible. And I don't need to see the Pittsburgh Steelers playing at home against... I don't know the Miami dolphins in the first round of the playoffs. I don't need to see that. There'll be plenty of games on. I don't need an extra game thrown in there. And why should Pittsburgh have to play that first round? They played an incredible season, assuming they continue to do what they do. Conversely, we do not need to see. We got to figure the green Bay Packers might get the number one seed. I do not need to see the Green Bay Packers pound the Washington Redskins in, into sand in the first round. Anyways, it seems inevitable because it seems like with with all the COVID outbreaks and the protocols and they've ran out of room to, to do extra uh, weeks and whatnot that they're thinking more about just shutting it down and going off a winning percentage and actually making everyone play every game. I don't like that. I'd rather just extend the season, go to your 14 games. Why are we in such a damn hurry? There's a good chance you're not going to be able to sell that many tickets to the playoff games and the Super Bowl anyways. Because when we do get the, the vaccine, it's not going to be, show up on your doorstep next day delivery from Amazon two days after they say, Oh, the vaccine's out. Oh, okay. Can I put that in my prime pantry? It's not gonna work that way. It's gonna take you weeks to be able to get a hold of it. So, anyways, it's time to turn back time and get the hell out of here. Let's do it. Let me get let me get out of your hair as quickly as possible. Turn back time. Here we go. Friday the thirteenth, y'all. I almost decided to go turn back time. So on this date in 1980, Jason Voorhees, but uh, we'll, we'll do this legit. Um, on this date, 1968, Bob Gibson edges out Pete Rose to win the National League MVP. That was the famous year of Bob Gibson. Him alone with his 1.12 ERA. Forced the mound to go down. You think they have a hard time hitting right now? It was a 15-inch mound at one point. It's 10 now. It a 15-inch mound, y'all. The velocity and the degree of difficulty of hitting that. Can you imagine what it would be like today? It would not shock me if that mound has to go down a little bit. It's what they did before. When the strikeouts were coming and I get that we're getting a lot of home runs. I'm not in favor of it. I'm just telling you the handwriting's on the wall. Also in this date, uh, in 1973, Reggie Jackson, wins the AL MVP unanimously in 79, Willie Stargell, and it's one of the reasons why I wore the shirt today, Keith Hernandez. Remember the Keith Hernandez on on Seinfeld episodes? Keith Hernandez, I loathe Keith Hernandez. Uh, Stargell and Hernandez share the NL MVP, Stargell of the Pirates. Hernandez at the time was a St. Louis Cardinal. He wouldn't get traded to the Mets until much later. And this is where a lot of awards come out, right? Uh, Roger Clemens won the Cy Young. And... That'll about do it for that birthdays.
2: It's your
3: birthday today.
0: What does that mean? Happy I birthday. I'll try to explain that on this day. Now 73 years old, Mr. Gene Garber for people who don't remember Gene Garber. Well, you don't know Braves baseball. Gene Garber was the closer for the Atlanta Braves. Uh, from, see, he pitched for the Braves from 78 to 87. He was drafted by the Pirates, came up through the ranks in 72, played for the Royals in 73 and 74, and the Phillies from 74 to 78. Garber, for people who don't remember him, Gene Garber it was, it was a side armor. He He was a submariner. And there were times where he was unhittable, and there's other times where he would just get blasted. And this is back in the time where you had more sidearmers coming in as your reliever. You know, he, he was like a Peter Moylan type, if people remember him. Uh, Dan Quisenberry, Gene Garber, I love watching the sidearmers, but they become very, very difficult to, to have nowadays because you got to face three batters. If you got to face, face three batters, what the hell are you going to do when a side armor comes in and they pinch hit lefty, lefty, lefty on you because normally a right-handed sidearm release is very susceptible to a left-handed bat. You usually brought the, the, the right-handed reliever in when you knew you were about to face a right-handed side, sidearm when you were about to face a slew of right-handed bats. So that's why you've seen it die out. Along with the knuckleball, the sidearm delivery, there are few and far between nowadays. And happy 73rd birthday to Mr. Gene Garber, who I used to cuss. Man, I used to cuss Joe Tory when he would leave Gene Garber in because there were days he would come in he didn't have it. And Joe Tory would leave him in, give up a grand slam or something, and then go grab him. What do we call that nowadays? Well, us Braves fan, we call that snitty ball. We'll see you tomorrow on the college football kickoff show. Uh, great job by Tony and... Uh, by, excuse me, by Tony Agolini and Matt Carr. And thank you, uh, Casey, for calling in. We'll be back tomorrow, 8, 8 a.m. to 9 a.m., and We'll be talking a little golf. and We'll get you ready for your, for your college football action.
3: Goodbye,
1: sweetheart Well, it's time time to go We're back tomorrow With another show
3: Well, unless we're fired We'll talk to you then
0: Goodbye, sweetheart. Goodbye. Goodbye. Guys and gals, it's time to go. We'll see you on the next show. Same that time, same that channel. Thanks for listening to Armchair Quarterback Radio, your first choice for sports talk here on the First Coast. (laughs) Armchair Quarterback Radio comes your way every day. Find Armchair Quarterbacks Radio on Facebook today. And don't forget to tap that app. The Armchair Quarterbacks app is free to download, and you can take us anywhere you go. You can hear the whole show every day on Armchair Quarterbacks app. Gotta
1: get again a cigarette.
0: you haven't downloaded it yet, your Armchair Quarterbacks app is the best app you can tap today. Google Android, Apple iPhone. That's right, download it, tap that app today. You can take the Armchair Quarterbacks app anywhere. Free to download, free to use, and important to have. Download it today. Tap that Armchair Quarterbacks app. For the best in Southeast sports talk. Listen live or catch the replay.
1: I kind of like that. I want it.